Hey there, little babies. It's time for another episode of the MCU Thoughtcast. But first, I want to make some things clear, okay? Normally, I do Patreon shoutouts at, like, the beginning of the episodes, but I really wanted to um, kind of take this opportunity uh, and say something that I've been... <laughs> sorry. Something that I've been trying to get off my chest for, for some time. Alice Montgomery, Andrew Albers, Ben Krieger, Casual Colleen, Charlotte... Ellis, Denny Dalliance, Doc Rubente, Domino RBG, Eddie DeSantiago, Emma V. Seance, Emphatic Olive, dude, Ezra, F. and Science Man, Kirby's Creeper, Kyle Hatfield, Matt A.K.A. Stormageddon, Nancy Koenig, shout out Cam's mom, Nanny12715, Neznik, Potternow, Glover, Pilnax, Sammy V. Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, V. Dion, and Zach? I mean, you know, this was really hard for me to say, but I'm glad that I that I did that. Now, without further ado, I'm your editor, Nathan Norman Brandt, who has not seen the movie that is about to be discussed. This is the MCU Thoughtcast covering Morbius, and the date for today's upload is July 10th, 2023. Let's go. What are we choosing to? Bloody nightclubs? Oh, hell yeah, blood rape. Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Pilnock. And I'm your host, Audrey Anderson. And today we are covering the movie Morbius from 2022. Our synopsis is dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others from the same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside of him is soon unleashed. Uh, Pilnock. Without spoilers. <laughs> What's your high level review? I was surprised at how much they fit into the vampire metaphor. Like mm. we talked before about how vampires or kind of monster movies probably in general yeah. are a really good reflection of the moral panic. Yes. Of the current era. And I was I was surprised how not cheesy this was at times at dealing with like racial issues yes. and gender issues and sexuality and like I, I was I I don't know what I expected, but I was delighted. It, surprised. It really it does it does a great job of that. And <clears throat> the schlocky moments are entirely like the line like you can see that in like the lines, the plot, the like action sequences, whatever. And they're appropriate in those moments. Yes. It's not like it's not like the typical Joss Whedon moment of like taking a really serious moment and then like immediately making it hammy. Yeah. It's like there's a hammy moment. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we have time to transition a feeling into the serious moment of like, yeah, he's going to kill that cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, and how, he should. How wild was that? Like, oh, that I sick. loved that part so much. But yeah, the the actual mythology in this like is kind of silly like whatever yeah. like they give us vampire a lot. stuff like but they like outline a lot of it for us mm -hmm. in I, I wish i appreciated because i guess every vampire myth is it, it, picking and choosing what it's yes Absolutely. wanting to use but yeah it, i think they did a good job outlining that for us yeah and i don't know i just i had a lot of fun with this it was fun it was fun to watch i was surprised it was really yeah. goofy it was camp but yeah Man. It wasn't as, like, painfully cheesy as, like, an Arnold movie. No. Which is, like, kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, this, like, cheesy, cringy, action-y. Mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is a little bit a product of the time that it was made. 
Um, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the women. The women, like, how they're... All three of them? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I We have more women here than we do in most MCU shit is the thing. Yeah. We have, yeah. like, an actual female character who, like, has a worth and purpose and, like, remains... Yes. A little damsel in distressy At times, but she fucking ends up saving Blade in the end anyway. What? So the movie starts out. Okay, yeah. So a woman is having a stressful pregnancy. Uh, she appears to be like bleeding out from the neck yes. during childbirth. She's being um, wheeled in on a gurney into a hospital. The doctors are like talking about what's wrong with her. She's got neck wounds and she needs to go into premature labor. Mm -hmm. So the doctors are able to save her baby, but she dies. And for some reason, the baby remembers this precisely. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Sure. We like see. Maybe see that's a half vampire thing. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so then we're in like this goth club. Mm -hmm. Sick as hell. Uh, the beat is getting a little bit too repetitive and I do want to kill myself. We do love and 90s EDM. There is a literal bloodbath. Uh, the fire sprinklers begin raining blood. And the one human that we've been kind of following, walking through the crowd, suddenly realizes that that's real blood. Yeah. Um, kind of wasteful of them, yeah. honestly. Everybody a else is, like, blood there. partying and, like, excited and dancing around. And he's just like, ew. Ew, what is yeah. this? Which and then they start getting, like, fangy and, like, clawy yeah. and, like, going after him. Yes. And he ends up, fades. like, on the floor, like, kind of trying to crawl away. It's so yucky. Crawl away. Oh, like through the like slorpy blood. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so And the music gross. fades and the partying comes to a halt and the rain se sprinklers cease and it's him. The blade. Yeah. The, this shit, like, when the vampires start going after this guy, it's kind of scary. Yeah. They're kind of terrifying. I love it. They did it. a good job. It's, yeah. The the atmosphere in this scene is really cool because you have this like it's so claustrophobic. Yeah. This this redheaded vampire whose wig I do love, I don't care. Mm. Uh she she's leading this human like through like meat packing type shit to like find this rave. And mm -hmm. he's just like some weirdo, like just trying to get it in. And he's like into <laughs> it. He's like, I'll just follow you wherever you go. Like, whatever. And then what's what she gets there and starts dancing, she starts like taking her shirt off and like mm -hmm. dancing with a girl. And I the love blonde, it. Yeah. Like, this is 98. Like, I do appreciate it. I don't know. It's it's definitely played up to be like a sexual thing. Like, you can't in the and 90s. That's part of yeah, yeah, that's part of again the the one of the various panics that I do I think are really obviously portrayed here is like the nightclub, the drugs, the partying. Um it's a decade late for it to be AIDS epidemic-y, yeah. but it is kind of like a beat. Like, there is moments later where it does seem like we're leaning into, like, a BDSM mm -hmm. leather gay club kind of thing. Well, and this is uh, this is the 90s, and it's, like, crime wave type stuff. It's, you know, sex is very, like, you, you're, people mm -hmm. are talking about it more openly, but it's still mm -hmm. just, like, super taboo. There's a lot of, like... Uh, power imbalance that's addressed. There's mm -hmm. a lot of blood purity that's addressed in this yes. movie. Yes. The, the, the parallels that you can draw between, like, pure blood vampire and, like, race despair and, like, all of that Born stuff. or not born. Class yeah. issues. Like, oh my God, new yeah. wealth and, like, versus old wealth. Like, it's just really interesting how much they could pack into this. Like, it... Blade is played by a black man, but Blade is kind of a mixed race character because he's part vampire, mm -hmm. part human. Um, race in the like species sense, I guess. Yeah. Are vampires human? Anyway, I don't know. 
But like demon? Yeah. Something. But at the same <clears throat> but like, time. Like, and he chooses over and over again the human side, though. He chooses yes. the underprivileged side that he's going to identify with and help and protect, even though his life might be easier if he just was like full vamp. That's it's like good... he'd probably be stronger. He wouldn't have to worry about the serums if he just gave into the impulses. And like, that's a good point. Like there, there are some parallels that you can draw between like. When you are mixed race, you're almost forced to choose a side. To pick who, or like, even like code switching ways, like, which code switching are you right. doing subconsciously to do, like, to fit in with whatever people are thinking? And like, yeah. You may feel more aligned with one <clears throat> side or the other, but how people also perceive you, because some of the right. vampires see him as, like, the way that Frost talks to him, he's like, you could have been one of us, dude. Like Frost keeps trying to get yeah. him to be like full vamp and being like, we need you. Think of how much powerful you'd be with us. And like, really, it's like an us versus them situation. And it's it's interesting. And like, you get the same power dynamic with literally Blade versus the white cop. Mm-hmm. And like, before you know he's a vampire, you see this cop enter. Like, he's abusing his power. He's in... Um, yeah. Sharon? Karen. He's in yeah. Karen's apartment under... Like, he, he, he lies about why he's in, in there. He walks in there. Yeah. Huge abuse of power. Like, y- the false sense of trust she places on him because he's a cop, which, like, no black woman's trusting a fucking cop showing up at his apartment. I actually... I would argue she doesn't trust him at all immediately because she's, like kind of shrinking back and like because it's also there's the dynamic of he's a white guy cop and she's a black woman and she just he just walked into her apartment i guess she doesn't have a lot of choice like more of what happened yeah even without the whole like vampire stuff happening that is already immediately dangerous not in her favor yeah god like the man the more that we talk because like at the time as i'm watching it like it's they cram so much yeah yeah it's like i didn't even think about some of the things that you're bringing up because it's like you get you you could on the very shallow end be like vampire movie yeah. big fights Wesley Snipes uh and then on the other it's it's saying a lot oh, yeah can we I just do, watch better I want, movies <laughs> I want to give out so many fucking disclaimers here mm-hmm. uh but first a word from our sponsor today's episode is brought to you by Vampire Mace a little bit of garlic a little bit of silver nitrate no this is nothing <laughs> Okay, so some of the disclaimers I would like to give now are, we've already established, uh, did not know we were getting into this movie, and it ended up being a lot deeper than I anticipated. It's not just a dumb fucking action movie. And I had already smoked two joints and taken two edibles to get me through Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I'm very sorry (laughs) for how inadequately I'm about to handle the surprisingly complex issues of this movie. So on that subject, Thank you. I was so high post last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier that I did get maybe 45 minutes into this before going, I think it's nap time. Just went to oh. bed. Oh. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning and I finished the movie sober. Fuck. Okay. That's so funny. I had to rewind it too. I was like, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the this opening. I want to talk about the opening scene of this a little bit yeah. um, because it's Blade just kicking ass to this EDMB. Yeah, uh, it's thin, but whatever. Great. We aren't really sure what he's using, but he is. It's one versus like a hundred, yes. and he doesn't. He doesn't like they don't even break his skin. They they, 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 they just come at him one by one, so he can just take them out like immediately too. Yeah. It's like I do. It's it's corny, but it. Yeah. It's fucking He fun. finally, he uses guns mostly. So he's got like this huge pistol or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a shotgun. And then eventually he pulls out the blade. Yeah. Um, 
But it's just, I don't know, they give us like a really cheesy moment of him like catching something and then smiling directly into camera. His fucking and knife, just, yeah. His it's fucking just fucking grin. funny. I liked it. It's really, it's so funny. I don't know. I love yeah. it. And the so the part of this like fight scene, there's this guy, Quinn, like mm-hmm. Blade kind of mentions that vampires can like regenerate. Uh, this guy, this vampire in particular that comes up to him and is like trying to fuck him up. He's like, I've been trying to kill you for a while. Let's see if fireworks. And like, yeah. and he chars him. Yes. And then it's nasty. when authorities show up later, Blade takes off. So all you have is this one weirdo human guy who's covered in blood. You, but who somehow survived that vampire bloodbath yeah, holy nightclub. shit. And then <laughs> Thanks, Blade. you've got this like, guy on fire that they put out and then they yeah. take him his name's quinn they take him to the hospital yes well do they take him i think to the morgue he's DOA. yes they take him to the morgue uh and at the hospital where this morgue is we have a hematologist named karen and she is working with some guy named dr curtis webb mm. he's like you gotta check out this body it's wild it's the, like a weirdest, weirdest fucking exchange. It is really Only weird. Morticians, dude. He's, he's like classic mortician. Do you ever think about us? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he gets fucking wasted. Yeah, he does. Uh, that vampire, that charred vampire, surprise, surprise, wakes up and just starts munching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Blade, yeah, uh, Blade so shows Karen up. Karen gets bit, but survives. And we're not really sure if she's going to turn or not. So she, this is when she gets very damselly. The the turning aspect is kind of not Do they explain explained it? a whole lot. So, okay. so Blade takes Karen back to his hideout with his buddy. Hold on. How does he do that? He throws her out of a fucking window across the street where she lands on the roof of another building and only dislocated her shoulder. Yeah, he's not really gentle about it. So he pops that pops her shoulder back in and immediately begins firing at the boys and then carries her away with a grunt. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Uh, we are so fucking bad. And like we we don't love the damsel in distress shit. No. But like it's fun. It's a little silly. Uh, so silly. the the turning stuff, once once they're back at Blade's hideout, we are also introduced to Abraham Whistler. Which I didn't realize his last name was actually Whistler. I thought maybe it was because he whistled. Um, he kind of gives our exposition to Karen. She has been bitten by a vampire. He has injected her, I think, with garlic extract. Oh, is this is this the Sam Elliott dad character? Yeah, Chris Christopherson. Okay, 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 okay. I he looks a little bit uh, Burt Reynoldsy, a little bit. Sure, sure. Uh, I need the old guys. He could also be the guy who plays uh, Peter Quill's dad. Is that not Burt Reynolds? I think it's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I get all of my white older dudes mixed up. Completely valid. Because like the whole time I'm watching it, this, I'm like, that's the dude from the thing, but old. It's not. Yep. It's Chris Christopherson. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Regardless. Okay, so dad. Dad. Uh there's always a dad. Our like gadgety figure who's like working back Cue. at the lair. He mm-hmm. I think he injects her with garlic extract. I think that's what that is, which is disgusting to think about ew but he tells her, like he kind of like explains the whole situation to her like you got bitten by a vampire like blade also kind of like isn't like starts talking about this where like they she she is our stand-in for the audience of like what the fuck is going on here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so my under we watch dad spill gas all over the place and then light a cigarette um there's I, no consequence I to that i just that. wanted to point out 
I just wanted to point out that for some reason that was caught on film. That's so funny. <laughs> God. So my my understanding of the vampire mythology in this. Okay. So vampires are fucking everywhere. They are secretly yeah. ruling the banks, the like real estate, the politics. They're in with the cops. They're everywhere. And like <laughs> if got you got a council. If you don't know to look for them, you're not gonna find them. So these vampires are <laughs> out there. The way to kill them are stake, silver, sunlight. Mm-hmm. But apparently sunblock works. Whatever, we'll get into that. That was wild. That was fucking stupid. Come Shut on. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Fuck off. Um, But she has been bitten. He has tried to stop the transformation, but they're not sure if it'll take. So she has... He tells her to prepare to kill herself. Yes. she. He, he tells her that she may or may not turn, so she should go buy a gun, and if she starts <laughs> feeling sensitive to sunlight, she should just use it on herself. And they're yep. like, here's this information. Good luck. Bye-bye. Pack a bag, I guess. Yep. Um, and Blade basically just kind of like drives her into town and drops her off. Yeah. And this is when we get the cop that's like in her office yeah. or her in her house without permission. We, we want like... Blade like you used me as bait. <laughs> yeah, he drives up in a muscle car. Yes. I didn't pick up what car it was. Drops her off. She goes into her apartment building, and when she gets into the elevator, these there's two people with this tattoo on the back of their neck, and mm-hmm. she she notices this, but she wouldn't she didn't notice these kinds of things before. They get into the mm-hmm. elevator, and these people are like kind of like looking at her. They kind of follow her. She gets off the elevator, and then they turn into a different room. So that turns out to be nothing. Yeah, but she gets into her apartment. I think it's it's meant to be the the vamps are everywhere. You don't know where to yes. look. I don't think we knew yet. That, I don't remember when they tell us what that tattoo means. Yeah, but like we get to know that like the different symbols are for different of the twelve. Yeah, born actual race of vampires, not the disease vampires is, or whatever the fuck they call the other ones. Is the twelve the twelve is like there's twelve pure blood vampires that have to be sacrificed for that thing, but there's also twelve runes, and I assume those are yeah. their meeting. I think there's probably more than 12 purebloods, but yeah, they just needed 12 for that one ritual. So we do. We did skip over it, but there is like a little bit of a council scene mm-hmm. where it's the olds versus the youngs are getting into this argument and the olds were born as vampires and they are thus the purebloods and are stronger. Yeah. And then there are the other ones that they keep referring to as like a disease or a plague. And it's yeah, they pass vampirism by biting. Those are the ones that and are like, turned as opposed to born that way. <clears throat> and they're pissy with each other. Yes. It's like a big power struggle. But it's the the current paradigm here is pure bloods are in charge, but also yeah. this guy Frost, who isn't pure blood, is also very powerful and like serves yeah. some kind of purpose to these like pure bloods, and they kind of like call on him for certain stuff. And unfortunately his name is Deacon Frost, and yeah. I call him Pretty Boy Vamp the entire time. He's kinda hot. He's real pretty. Yeah. Uh, His girlfriend's real hot. The blonde. What's her name? Because she's like there the whole time, but she's never referred to by name. And in that last three women, it's Rachel, Pre, and Zora. Oh, that's Blade Runner. (laughs) I remember because I was like, there's only like four women in this entire fucking thing. Yes. So, Karen, there Mm. is Raquel. That leads the man to the blood rave. That was her name. Uh, oh, his mom, Mercury, who's I think is oddly her name. sexual. Yeah, that. Why? What's with the what's with the fucking shit in Blade's mom being 
horny for blade weird i don't hated it that that was very strange like repeatedly i think it was to i think it was to hammer home that like when you get changed into a vampire you're not yourself anymore i think well he was born that so then what does that mean for him i i i don't know that that means anything for blade necessarily but i think that was just to like show us as the viewers like when you turn into a vampire you're not yourself anymore so like this Mm. this is his mom but she is not his mom okay so like don't feel bad about it's like yeah and i think that's why he was able to kill her her. like if it was actually his mom i think that like if she retained her personality because that that's across vampire media that is kind of a thing is like does becoming a vampire make you different or are you like different and then because when you get of a your soul, experience are you suddenly a, a good guy yeah. yeah so like in buffy for example when you become a mm-hmm. vampire you lose your soul right mm-hmm. and that's why like angel can be good or evil depending on whether his he has his soul or not so i think that's the same case here and then inexplicably spike decides that he wants a soul and he gets one even though that's at odds with all of the vampire myth i'm we still know. in season one of my rewatch okay i don't know what happens with spike <laughs> i don't remember okay sure i haven't sure my last watch of that show fully through was 10 years ago he like within a week of itself he goes from attempting to rape buffy to deciding he's a good enough guy to deserve a soul and then he gets it and i'm just like i want to die i thought spike's thing was that he decided to start being good because he got a curse put on him that he couldn't drink blood anymore but no and he was like i might as well no because isn't there a point where he tries to bite willow and then he has performance anxiety yeah he gets a chip put in his head that makes it so he can't think about hurting a human but he could still drink blood like he could still do okay uh like blood bags and shit but he can't hurt a living thing he can't like even like raising his arm to prepare to to swing hurt them gotcha okay that's but he wanted to fight still so that's when he was helping buffy because he could fight a demon and that was fine interesting anyway so we find out that cop is deacon frost familiar he's a little guillermo so he has a brand on the back of his neck but it's a different symbol which means familiar and Mm -hmm. blade shows up and that's when Karen's like, you used me as bait? Sure did. Yeah. And he's just like, he's beating the fuck out of this cop, tearing mm-hmm. up her apartment. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, he, like, kicks him into the table and, like, breaks a table. And she's like, is that and all like, really necessary? Thing unit. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're just, like, ruining her apartment. Blade says there are worse things out tonight than vampires. And she says, like, what? And he says, like me. Me. And that's kind of our transition to the next scene. But, like, what if we're not there yet, like, I just, I that love all of his lines. That type of a line is a cliche now, but I do not believe it was at the moment. That line would have fucking killed God. me in theaters. Blade's, like, Blade's whole demeanor is, like, super stoic. But when mm-hmm. he delivers these lines, I fucking He has the love occasional it. like, "Are you kidding me, motherfucker?" and I'm like, "Correct. Yeah. Are you kidding me?" The uh open season on suckheads line <laughs> is another Suckhead. one. I love it. It's fucking su- It's uh, like if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to have a demeaning nickname for vampires, yeah. yes. suckhead. So good. Um, so he wants to shoot this Guillermo, but she interferes, um, and they go on a chase scene, and it fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, like, a girl band performing in, like, a strip club, and yeah. I, it rules, but everyone in there is wearing sunglasses and is completely expressionless mm-hmm. and, like, turns towards the camera, and I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, that, the, 
the next the that club where he's like chasing this this cop is very weird because yeah it's like all of the waitresses in the band are like schoolgirl outfits and stuff it's and weird. they seem really yeah. young to be rapping and it's like sure do the captions are like raps in like unknown language or some shit <laughs> great okay great. thank you <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they are pursuing the, like, Blade is pursuing this familiar to lead him mm. to Frost, because when they had gone to this guy's cop car, there was a thing of, like, blood bags in the trunk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they were like, well, he's going, he's making deliveries, he's going to drop this off to Frost, so if we follow him, we'll fi- find Frost, that, uh, the blood bank that they're from is apparently owned by vampires, so on the way Incredible. to this next destination, the cop like radios in and he's like, we got to destroy this blood bank. It's compromised. Blade knows. Uh, s- silly. Incredible. Um, but once the cop gets there, Deacon kills him. So, yeah. Oh, thanks for your service. Yeah. You're great dead job, now. dude. Cause yeah. He like he he shows Blade like Blade keeps like trying to get him to tell him like the location of stuff and finally yeah. after beating his face in enough times the guy's like it's in the fridge the doorway's in the fridge and yeah. that's when we go down to is that where like all of these like weird pages are from the vampire bible what what do you know what i'm talking about no no um oh pearl the record keep- yeah all the record keeping shit yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. The the weird job of the hut and or fat phobic don't want to get into uh, whatever that is. Don't have the energy. Incompetent. So it's bad. Weird. Why did just incompetent? It's bad. You know. Right. In in a previous scene, we see Frost trying to translate some like old text, and one of the purebred oh, vi- yeah. blood vampire guys comes in, and he's like, "This is pointless, and you're stupid." They keep showing us like that computer graphic of the twelve vampires, like. 90s computer or something. graphics. God, they show that same clip like 12 times. Like the computer of the 12 will awaken. Yeah, the computer Maga. not only translated this for you, which was certainly a thing we could do in 98, but it also generated this like real like this graphic of like how it was all going to yeah. go down in green. I love oh. it. Yeah, so they're like they're going like Karen and Blade are going through all these vampire these like vampire records storage place, which is also strange. And then yeah, they find Pearl. I think is this person's name. Yeah, they use he him pronouns. Okay, I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, so Pearl apparently has been ha- helping Frost like find all of this yeah. information. Uh, Pearl is like on the phone with Frost as they're like mm-hmm. shining a UV light on him. Like burning to burn the fuck out of him, vampire flesh. Yeah, yeah. this was like a Which, a weapon uh, that like uh, Whistler had shown. Like, here's mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm. UV lamp. Stupid. But then, like the dirtbag vampire shows up or something. Yeah, Quinn, Deacon's bestie. Yeah. Oh, is that his name? Okay, it's either Quinn or call Quill. Him dirtbag. Okay, so he um, shows up and he picks up the sword, but the sword cuts his hand off. Yeah. So when when Karen had like, can't catch a break. Yeah, when Karen had looked at it, like. Uh, in their kind of hideout, she had seen there's like a timer on it, and when it finishes, mm-hmm. it shoot it like puts out these blades toward the handle. So if somebody mm-hmm. else takes his sword and doesn't know how to use it, like their hand's gonna get fucked up. Later, Deacon picks up the sword, but he yes. disarms it. So whatever. Okay. Um, Dirtbag punches him, and he doesn't even react. Like it doesn't do anything to him. Um, but then he stabs him in each shoulder. Yeah, they they manage to get him like tied to a post. 
And then mm-hmm. after a while of like the like villain like hey 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 I won monologue, uh, Blade starts laughing and he's like I'm expecting company and I did love this. Yeah, dad's here. Dad's here, um, and I'm too old for this. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "I'm Christ, I'm too old for this." Somebody get me a goddamn wheelchair, and I'm like, "That's totally fair." Dude. He's old and he fucking has cancer. I'm out of breath looking at this. I get it. Yeah, um, they they escape by going into basically the subway like train tunnels. And there's yeah. trains, and like this is this is a cool set to have an action scene. I gotta say, pretty fucking it's sick. Fun. It's pretty fucking sick. Yeah. There's um, trains going by. You're pressed up against the wall. What are you gonna do? People are trying to kill you. It gets to be a little bit much for me. I, I get sure. I fucking overwhelmed. And, it like, does I get last the point a while. Let's move on. Um, but he grabs the girl and then grabs the back of the train and they like zoom the fuck off. It, it um, dislocates I, his shoulder in the process too. Why are there so many dislocated shoulders in this movie? We love a classic man in pain mm-hmm. barks at woman trying to help. Yes. Eventually lets woman help. I don't think he does let her help. But still. Well, and like, while, I think, I think he's so grouchy because like while they're doing this, he's like, I need my serum. Get away from me. And he like injects himself. Yeah. He gets his super soldier serum. We, we learned that because he is half vampire, he still has thirst. For human blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that... The serum slows down the vampening. Yeah. One of the things that Whistler mentioned in his expedition dump is that... So Blade's like half vampire, half human. He found Blade when the guy was 13, feeding off mm-hmm. of the homeless is what he said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have found this serum to put off his bloodlust. But it is not working as well as it used to. So that's going to be an ongoing problem. So he mm-hmm. in like he injected himself in the sub in this train car to avert his bloodlust. And she is sciencey and she works yes. whatever she was doing before was science. She was a hematologist that hospital. <laughs> right. So she is working on now a cure for vampirism. Yes. And then we get to the interesting case of you have a choice which way are you gonna go? Are right. you gonna stay 50-50 blade or do you wanna be all human? And again, a really interesting when you put it back against the um, mixed race mm-hmm. or mixed power dynamic or whichever identity you're choosing in the moment and I just really it's, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's really interesting because like not not to cut too far ahead but it's like if he were to go one way or the other, if he were to go full human he wouldn't have, right. he wouldn't have a super strength and he wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. regenerate himself. So right. even though he detests vampires like all of this stuff. It'd be harder he, to fight vampires. Right, he wouldn't yeah. be able to do what he does now if he didn't have his powers. Granted, there's also Whistler, who's been fighting vampires his entire life, basically. Mm-hmm. So there, there is opportunity there, but that that choice is not really fully reckoned with in this movie because we don't have a cure yet, but I assume, you know, there's sequels to this. She offers it to him. Well, I thought she was still working on it, too, because she, at some point, they go back to this hideout, and she's like, no, I've got a cure for myself. And she says it's different if you are turned via bite versus if you're oh, born with shit, it. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because he is born with yeah. it. Yeah. So. so he, but she could have maybe saved his mom. I think. And he just kills mom. Well, I think what she was she was kind of saying, too, is like, yeah, she might have been able to save his mom. But she she thinks that she could come up with other stuff in the process. Like the serum, maybe she just would need more time. So I'm wondering if, yeah, maybe she could cure vampires that have been turned. But I don't think she explicitly says she has something for that. I think the fact that it hasn't taken effect in her also is why she's able to cure herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, like, while we're at the hideout and she's talking about this stuff, she mentions a chemical EDTA, which is an anticoagulant that they've used in Mm -hmm. her hematology lab. 
when it reacts with vampire blood. And at this point, Blade looks into the microscope and she's like, you might better be careful. And he's like, whatever. She like it shows EDTA like attacking these vampire cells and then it fucking explodes, <laughs> which is so like, goofy. But oh, and then we see the people explode later. Yeah. Is it the same thing? But okay. what, what I love is like we like she could have just maintained like a damsel in distress character but not only is she coming up with this stuff like doing these things on her own then blade like doesn't even have to question it. he's like this is part of my weapons arsenal now so he yep. has like all of these vials of edta from that point on basically yep. i love it and now he ha he has new q new tech yeah. person um because dad uh <laughs> dad's not gonna do too well Dad kills himself. Okay. <sighs> Jealous. So Pretty Boy Vamp brings some old guard vamp to the beach at sunrise um, and begins stripping him. <sighs> Jealous. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, prepping him to die by sunrise. Yeah. Um, and rips out his fangs. And before, like, he he and this, like, blonde vampire, I think her name's Mercury. Re Whatever. But regardless, they're, like, making out in the car and she starts putting the sunblock <laughs> on him so he can go out <laughs> during the sunlight. Yeah. Which they do like it's really it's stupid though. They could have UPF clothes. Because yeah. when they bring out this pure blood like old vampire, he starts smoking from his chest, which isn't even explode like exposed to the sunlight. That's why I'm saying they might be wearing UPF clothing. Oh, okay. That would make more sense cuz like other you got to be careful with that sunblock then cuz like any exposed yeah. like unsunblocked skin like is your scalp they put okay? That helmet down. Like yeah, they put the helmet down and that's yes. probably got UV protection, yeah. like glasses do, and yeah, yeah. And then later, later on, we have a scene where like Frost is also out in the daytime confronting Blade, and he's not With wearing sunscreen. Any of that. Yeah, I just I feel like so that's a really stupid. Weird. It doesn't last very long, at least. Like yeah. they do give like the caveat of like it's not a fail safe. But, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So th he throws those uh, those fangs on the table of the old guard council meeting. Mm -hmm. And asks for twelve volunteers <laughs> for yeah. uh, the blood, the bloodening. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that uh, we kind of alluded to, like Pearl had admitted to Blade, like there's this ritual where you sacrifice twelve pure blood oh, right. vampires and then you awaken the blood god La Magra. But in order to carry out this ritual, you need the blood of the Daywalker. So isn't that convenient that we have Blade? Yeah. Yep. It almost it, it makes me wonder, like. If it was intentional that Frost bit a pregnant woman, like, I feel like they could have huh. set that up because they kept his mother around. Yeah. So I almost wonder, like, they could have had it where, like, Frost was, like, this mastermind playing, like, the long game, but they didn't, they didn't do that. I don't think. I don't think it was no. intentional, like, a long plan because this translation they also don't was new. explain it. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it handy that we have a half vampire, I Very guess? Convenient. Yeah. Blade fires into the park at this guy, which seems really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he does save a little girl from a bus. Yeah. A bus doesn't slow down. Uh, the whole whatever. This is boring. Um, <laughs> it's just like fine. Yeah. Uh, so then we get into the born with it versus infected language, and that she can maybe cure herself, but not him. Yes. Okay, okay. Pretty boy vamp starts beating the absolute shit out of dad, um, and he tells his trashy vampire to go to like finish him off, or, basically to finish him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they invaded the hideout. Fully. They kidnapped Karen. Um, and they they had bitten Whistler, too. They had infected him. Yep. So mm -hmm. when Blade shows up, he's like, we can we can treat the wounds. But Whistler is like, you know that there's nothing it's that you late. can do. He's like, give me your gun and walk away. Yep. 
And uh, um, it is a little bit of a surprise that he's alive at all. Yeah. So, like, he pulls the sheet off of him and then he says they took her, like, mm-hmm. giving him still information, still looking out for him. And they had um, left behind a VHS tape, too, that said, play me. Yeah. And he says, you stupid son of a bitch, walk the fuck away. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So we get a battle prep montage. It's calm and kind of eerie instead of, like, the usual action, like, psych up montage. Mm-hmm. And he's like making his bullets and meditating and filling vials with that super soldier serum and, or, or the, whatever. Yeah, the, the EDTA exploding one. Thing, sorry. Yeah. That, that's why he I was a plant. I was like in Falcon and Winter Soldier four through six. I'm like bl- blue liquid, huh? In movies, interesting. Fun. Yeah. Um, he uproots a plant and cuts its roots off for some reason. It's a metaphor. So I to know what that for? He's losing his roots. He's lost Whistler now. Cinema. 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 Oh my god. But like, what was the purpose? They they had like they had sh- like the camera like show that plant several times leading up to this. I don't remember but, like, where did he it need is. The roots. I did he use the did he use that plant for something? No, he just like why did he, he pulled do it that? out and cut the roots off? And that's that's our scene. <laughs> All right, I don't know. It was um, really goofy. I loved it. Someone literally calls um, a vampire a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. So like, I know that this is a decade late for it to be the AIDS epidemic, and I know I get it. But it's real hard to not draw those conclusions now. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got the the nightclub, you've got the leather, you've got uh, a lot of imp- implications about sex throughout. This disease and- makes you, like, this evil sexual being. Yes. Yeah, it's affecting cl- clubbing communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's a lot of discussion about the morality of if mm-hmm. you're born with it versus if you've contracted it, which is wild. It's not your fault either way. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's just... Interesting. Well, it also um, so, means that vampires in this universe can reproduce, which I think is interesting. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of vampire media where you can be a vampire by birth. Like, I yeah. don't think there's a lot of stories like that. Usually it is it, it is straight up, you are bitten. It is like an infection metaphor. Like, that's it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I do think it. it's interesting that you can have pure blood vampires in this. Well, we get a bit of a Renesmee situation. <sighs> Blade and Renez may have a lot in common, actually. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Isn't no. Isn't that weird? Where I you can die. you can bridge the gap between the immortals and the non-immortals because you've been in <sighs> okay, both so There's a fuck ton of vampires, and they're only, like, two feet away, but not one of them can a shot on Blade. Like, not even on his giant fucking They have coat. electric cattle prods now, too. <laughs> so, so he, whatever, he just starts blasting. <laughs> he just starts um, blasting. He lifts it. He lifts his shotgun up through a waterfall and blams a Guillermo. It's pretty these, sick. These, like, sets, I love. Yeah. Because, the, yeah, these, the, like, waterfall, yeah. like, into grates and stuff, but, like, in this guy's hideout, I fucking love it. They were like, let's have some fucking visually dynamic action movie. shots. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Take notes, Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't believe Morbius is the only movie that they're trying in. Yeah. Hard to believe. Unexpected. And, you know, so, I just... I think it deserved more at the box office. Glad they brought it back for their second right. run, but fuck yes. Okay, so he is now in this awful white room that we've seen several mm-hmm. times, and the bed opens up, and it's mom, mom. But she died and came back as a, you know, sure. Which, when you think about it, yeah, why wouldn't she? Right? Like, if they've got we find regenerative his... powers, like sure. Yes. Uh, we find out uh, his first name is Eric. Yeah. His name's Eric Blade. <laughs> I don't think it's Eric Blade. I don't know what his actual name is, though. Fucking Eric Brooks is his actual name. Eric Blade Brooks. 
Anyway, he's part vamp because mom was bit near labor. Yeah. Um, also, hey, does that make Deacon Pretty Boy like daddy? His dad? Maybe. He's like technically his sire. <laughs> but he did like uh, but- Frost shows up and is like, ha you've been looking for the mm-hmm. vampire who killed your mom. Well, guess what? It's me. And she's also still alive. And then they are able to subdue him. Surprise. Because they just have a bunch of those fucking tasers. Deacon shoves Karen into a pit, I guess. She beats up some vamp yeah, down there and begins climbing back out of it with a bone. That shit's really weird. So it's it's the guy from, it's the doctor from the beginning of the movie that she was talking to. And that's why he does the like, oh. do you ever think about us? But as they're like going towards that, Frost is explaining like, there are some people who get bit and then don't turn into vampires. They turn into almost like zombies. And then they'll eat, oh, okay. they'll eat humans, they'll eat other stuff, they'll even eat vampires. And he's saying all of this, and then, yeah, he, like, throws her into this pit with a guy that she used to know. No. Okay, okay. And then nothing happens um, with that, and she gets out, and he's still down there. Yeah, weird. Why are there zombies? Uh, Mom begins cutting off her son's shirt with scissors for some reason. It's so weird and sexual. And then he's being strapped into a mold and, like, strapped into place into he's it. He's getting Harrison Ford almost. Yes! Yeah. Um, why is his mom flirting with him? And um, the real like he's very he's very easy to like fight with right now because he started getting thirsty. I think. Yeah. They say sooner or later the thirst always yeah. wins. Yeah. So he's he's weakened and he's like unable to control himself as much. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he gets strapped into this thing, and when the cover gets put on it, his wrists get slashed because mm-hmm. they need his blood for the ceremony. So like. His blood, like, runs down this thing into a well, and then that goes into, like, all of these other runes in this weird temple that they've brought him to. Yeah. You know, like, when bars in Vegas will do, like, an ice luge for shots? Yeah. It felt like that's what they were doing with blood. Yeah. Like, the way the blood would trail down the, the path that they had pre-carved for it. It, it but... reminds me of, like, I feel like this is one of those, like, mummy movie type things, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, this this whole set feels very, like, mummy movie to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, so. Also, Frost keeps yelling into this Bluetooth earpiece that he's got that just makes him look like a 90s, like, uh, singer at a concert. <laughs> You know, the fucking head in a boy band? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Perfect. Okay, so uh, Karen breaks him out of that little carbonite thing he's blocked mm-hmm. in, um, and we get a nice contrast to the previous biting. So we saw Deacon biting mom, and it was super sexual and against her will yes. and no consent. And then here we have the opposite of Blade. Mm. Uh, she gives consent off the bat. And she says, insists, like, you have to do this. Yeah. And then... And it's very clearly sex. Oh my god! It is. She's goes on for so long. She's, she's fucking coming. She's saying, "Can we keep chill? Going, keep go- Don't she, stop." She says, "Don't stop." Repeatedly. Jesus Come Christ. on. A little on the like, nose, guys. Would you have to tell a vampire, "Don't stop"? <laughs> He's drinking your blood. He wants to continue. Yeah, he. That's not an issue. So fun, and like his movements too. He's like, it. Yep. He like roars at the end like a fucking feral bear, as all men do after sex. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, then we cut back and there's like immediately sexual tension with him and his mom again. I, he kills her though, yeah, thank god. He, it's so weird. He manages to kill her, yeah. Demon skeleton birds fly out of the 12 yeah. chosen vampires and then like fly through Blade's body. I loved it. I love the 90s CGI. Oh, I was freaking it's out, so man. so shitty. You have... I was so high. You have all of these 12 pureblood vampires standing on different runes, 
and Blade's blood is going through all of these runes in the wall, and then they're dripping down on these vampires' foreheads. Mm -hmm. And then at the top of this temple, there's a dome, on, like, on the ceiling, and all of the blood runs towards the middle and then drips down on Frost. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's cool. And then you have lightning yeah. all over, like, the vampires' foreheads. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they all have these skeletons with wings that come out of their bodies and they just all go into frost and then his eyes turn red fuck. i don't know i thought it was cool yeah. like it's sick it's as hell fun. um dirt dirtbag vamp like tries to like say it's over for you now I'm so tired but he of like guy. immediate he immediately dies to blade yeah. it's very funny and um, we get the bitchin fight club or fight fucking bitchin club music Christ. all the edm dude i yeah. love it it's fun so Karen vamp maces the blonde lady and her head explodes. Uh, Deacon jumps into the air, like, weirdly. <laughs> like like a Cats theater production. Yeah. Oh, and Blade like, throws every single dart at him, well, and every single one lands, hey, except for the last one. Before that, though, like, oh, he's okay. fighting with him, and he cuts him in half with the sword. And then yeah. the two pieces of Deacon are being held together with, like, weird CGI blood. And then he kind of just, like, squishes back together. And then you see yeah. Blade mouth, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was the movie's good. The best part of the movie for me. Because not only it's am so I saying good. what the fuck, but the character in the movie is Blade saying Blade is also it. confused. Horrified. Yeah. So good. Uh, the last one, he throws the last vial into the air and Roundhouse kicks it directly into Deacon's forehead oh. um, and says, some motherfucker's always trying to skate uphill. What the fuck is that line? Who gives a shit it rules? <laughs> and then Deacon explodes. Like, fuck yeah! I, what an out of place thing to say. Holy what shit. What a perfect goddamn movie. Um, so then we get to the him saying he doesn't want to be cured. There's a war going on and he has a job to do. Mm -hmm. If you want to help me, make a better serum. Now we're in fucking Moscow. Now we're in Moscow. Blade is there. He speaks Russian and he is threatening a Russian vampire. Let's fucking go, Blade 2! I, I want to see the rest of these which, moments. Which also, like, Russians as a villain in the 90s, shocking. Like, God, it's just... There is so much more going on in this movie than I am capable yeah. of addressing or recognizing or re like I'm dumb. I and this is just what I noticed. Go read articles about this fucking movie. I can't believe how much they crammed God, into it. Watch this. I had never seen this movie before this. Me either. God, this was fun. I thought it was going to be a dumb. I thought it was going to be schlocky, action movie. Yeah. And it this is like finding out that Rambo is about PTSD. And <laughs> being like, oh my god, what did I just watch? I. I, I just, like, this is what Marvel movies can This is a Marvel property. Yes. What are we doing? This came out in 1998. Yeah. Why are we doing it's this so dumb good. bullshit? This is so cool. And, like, the pacing is better. The jokes land better. Yeah. They don't hit you over the head with it. They're like, they weren't. <sighs> this could have been a standalone movie. They weren't so concerned about setting up the sequels and yeah. making it a permanent feature. Like, I, I really do feel like they... Mm -hmm. hampered their ability to write when they focus so much on this has to be an ongoing this has to be a series we need to make three or four yeah. of these we need to make x amount of dollars like <sighs> well and then they have said that they're working on a new blade movie oh that's sick as, hell. as part of the mcu oh, however i think i it's got uh wesley snipes is involved but it's mahershala ali as blade and I'm sorry if I said that wrong. 
Um, I don't know who that is, but that's interesting. And then I cut out like five minutes of the thoughts just talking about whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm still recording. I'm so sorry, Nate. I'm also it's still okay. recording. We haven't done an outro. Oh, my God. It's okay. Oh, my God. I'm We're so, in so sorry, much Nate. Trouble. No, yeah, you are. Oh, fuck. Quick, do an outro. Yeah. We're watching Loki next. Okay. Yeah. So if you're still watching along with us, we will be doing Loki episodes one through three for our next episode. Thanks for listening. Sorry, Nate. It's okay. Bye, Nate. Bye. Can't stay mad at you. The MCU Thoughtcast is filmed in front of a live podcast audience in Alaska. If you want to follow the hosts on social platforms, those links are in the description, or maybe they aren't. Don't follow Pilnot. She doesn't want that. This episode was mixed and edited by Nathan Norman Brandt. Our theme music, Chase, is by Sugar Crash Tats. And our art is by Aaron Moeller. We love them. Have your pets spayed or neutered and your boyfriends too. Goodbye.